Greetings, everyone. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, I pray that you are experiencing the blessings of the Lord that make rich and add no sorrow. I pray that your walk with the Lord is getting closer, better, and more confirmed by the word. That you're being led of the Spirit of God. And that you're understanding the word of God as never before. Applying it the word and living by the word. I'm sitting here in the sunshine on a beautiful Sunday. And as I am doing so, the Lord is speaking to my heart about things that are going on in the world that we hear about every single day about which um, too few are talking and it's about our eternal destiny where we will spend eternity you know you listen to the news uh, whether it's local news or national news or international news world news it doesn't really matter what news broadcast you're listening to but whenever and wherever you listen to the news you're going to hear about someone dying people dying every day we hear about someone dying it could be someone we knew and loved someone we didn't know but still loved a great actor or performer or a composer musician um, a neighbor a former classmate former associate at work a former partner in a law firm whatever the case may have been or it continues to be, we hear about someone dying. We know them, we knew them, we loved them, we didn't know them, but even if we didn't know them, somebody knew them, they were loved, and now they're gone. Every day, it's someone. Every day, someone is being funeralized. Somebody's life is being celebrated. Someone's life is being uh, grieved because they've gone into a state of no return. Maybe they're in hospice and the doctors have given up on them and their, their death is imminent. And so the subject of death is around us continually. It's the ubiquitous presence of this final enemy, death. The Bible says that it's once appointed unto man. It's appointed once unto man to die. And after death comes the judgment. So let me break that down just a bit. It says it's appointed once unto man to die. And so when we hear about people dying every day, every hour, hour, every second, all the statistics that speak of a person dying of car accidents, of drug overdoses, of, of all kinds of diseases, cancer, Alzheimer's, whatever it may be, that's an appointment that nobody can escape. All of us living in this world today are going to Make that appointment with death sometime or later. It could be today for some, tomorrow for others. 
next week, next year, 10 years from now, 50 years from now. Whatever that appointment is, it's an appointment that you're going to have to keep. But what do we do about that? And how do we, if you have a doctor's appointment and you know that that appointment is coming up, what do you do regarding that appointment? If you said prepare, then you would be right. You would prepare. You would prepare for that appointment. In fact, modern technology makes it so easy to prepare, to pre-register, to do it all online, to do a checklist, to do all of that. And even, even through modern technology, make your presence known in the place where your appointment is so that they can begin the process of checking you in. Hmm. Well, if you prepare for a doctor's appointment like that, how much more ought you to prepare for that which is imminent or that is definite, whichever the case may be? An inescapable route from this earth into eternity. The exception being the rapture of the church of the true and living God when Jesus returns for his body of believers, whether living or dead, and raptures us up into the clouds with him to be with him forever. And even that requires preparation. If you don't prepare for the rapture, you won't be ready for the rapture. If you don't prepare for judgment, you will not be able to stand before the righteous God of this whole universe and everything in it and everything connected to it. You will not be able to stand. You must prepare. So as we go through life and we prepare for that big date, We get the clothes ready, we get the hair ready, we get the nails ready, we get the massage, we get the whatever it is that makes us feel good to go on that date. We do it and we prepare for that new job, that new position. We go and we do everything we want to do to impress that boss or that clientele or whatever the case may be. For that meeting, for that position where we have been promoted for that interview. We prepare. Preparedness is a part of our human everyday experience. We prepare for dinner. We prepare our bed for sleep. We prepare our baths for taking. Preparation is a part of everyday existence. And yet, people don't want to prepare for that great judgment day. They hear about people dying and it's ubiquitous. The the presence of death is ubiquitous. It doesn't, there's no place sacred on this earth where death has not entered. It's gone into the church. It's gone into the political arenas. It's gone into the um, Homes, it's gone into the streets, it's gone into the air, 
the upper atmosphere. It's gone into every place where human life is and, sh- and, and reared its ugly head in the closets of our lives, in the hospital rooms, in the ERs, in the ICUs. I want to say to you today, are you ready when death comes into your room? Are you ready to meet your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with a clean heart and clean hands? Are you ready to accept the fact that God who knows the end from the beginning He knows the last day that we'll be on earth and the last breath that we'll draw. He already knows that and he knows when it's going to be. The question is, are you ready when the Lord calls for you, when he calls your name? Are you ready? It is appointed once unto man to die and after death comes the judgment. The Bible says we'll all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And there's going to be a separate judgment for those who die without Christ and those who die in their sins. In hell, they're going to lift up their eyes. There will be no reprieve. There will be no stay of execution. There will be no time off for good behavior. There will be no paroling. There will be no second chances. If you die in your sins without the knowledge of who Jesus is, having accepted him into your heart and your life and are living for him, and you die guilty of treading the blood of Jesus, trampling it under your feet, of denying and denouncing the gospel of Jesus Christ, of refusing his invitation time after time to come, come to the altar, Give your heart to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. Give your soul to Jesus. Let him come into your life and save you and deliver you from the drugs, from the alcohol addiction, from the cigarette smoking, from the gambling, from the cursing, the lying, the stealing, the murdering, the muck, the mire, the mayhem that's a part of your life. Come to Jesus. Give it all to him, throw it on the altar and surrender all to him and let him fill your heart and your soul with a new life found only in Christ Jesus. And you've heard the invitation. You did it when you were a child. You heard the invitation when you were made to go to church and you got old enough and you decided, I don't want to go there anymore. And you stopped. And now you're in a state where... You just don't know what to do because you're living without Christ. And you're up against the wall with with bills, with debts, with a spirit of depression, with a suicidal uh, feeling in your soul. Like I can just, it doesn't matter anymore. Nothing matters. And you feel like taking your life is the answer. And I'm saying to you, that is the worst conclusion that you can draw. Christ is the answer. You didn't create your life. God did. And so you cannot take what you did not create. Your life belongs to God. If you give your life to him right now, 
and you say to Lord, to the Lord, Lord, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness and iniquity. I want to be saved. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to come out of the darkness that I'm in. And I want to walk in the light. Lead me. Guide me. Protect me and direct me, Jesus. I believe you died on the cross and rose again for my sins. Save me today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer or anything similar to that prayer, acknowledging that Jesus died for your sins, but he didn't stay dead. He got up from the grave. He rose again, as the Bible said, on the third day. We're not looking at a calendar of days. And if you get caught up on the exact calendar, you're going to have your brain messed up. Just in simple faith, believe that he died and he rose again. Even as Lazarus died and he rose again, that was a necessary event in Jesus's lifetime to prove to the people that were around him, to prove even to his disciples that he was going to rise again. So the resurrection of the dead was something that they needed to see as they increased their faith after the crucifixion. And they could look forward to that which Jesus had promised, even though they didn't fully understand the words that he spoke until the revelation came to them via the Holy Spirit. Listen, the Bible says it is appointed once unto man to die. Are you ready for that appointment with death? I don't want you to be over-consumed by the thought of that. It's like when you buy life insurance. You don't sit around and say, oh, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to do that. You better think about that because you're going to leave here one day and you don't want to leave your affairs in a mess. Even to Hezekiah, when the prophet came to him, God through the prophet told Hezekiah to get your house in order because you're going to die. I'm saying to you today, get your house in order. You are going to die. It may not be today, tomorrow, next week, next week, next year, or 10 years from now. But one day, as sure as the sun rises in the morning and sets in the evening, the sun is going to set on your life and that last day of your life is going to come. The question is, are you ready to meet the Lord? And if you're not ready to meet him, it is time to set your affairs in order. Get on the altar, pray, ask God to wash you in his blood. Cry out to him for forgiveness and ask him to heal your body if you're sick. He'll do all of that in one instance. Yes, he will. He's an awesome, almighty, powerful God. The only true and living God with the power to speak life over you right now. It's appointed once unto man to die. 
Are you ready to keep that appointment with death? And when you leave this world and you stand before God, what will he say to you? Will it be, well done, thou good and faithful servant, come on in to the joys of the Lord? Or will it be, depart from me, you wicked and evil servant, I never knew you. Many will say to the Lord in that day, Lord, didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I heal the sick in your name? Didn't I do many great works in your name? And Jesus will say to those individuals, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Yes, there are charlatans doing the work of the ministry. They're there for one reason, ungodly gain to line their pockets and to fill their baskets full and the people are being left behind. Yes, there are those out there like that. And that's why God gives us a spirit to discern the difference between the one is truly ordained, called, chosen, anointed, and walking in the spirit of the Lord being led of him. Follow those. But those that the Lord points out to you, if you have a spirit of discernment, walk away. Shake the dust off your feet and keep it moving. Because there are many that will lead multitudes into hell because of their false doctrine. I'll never forget the case of Jim Jones. If you don't know who that was, look his name up in Wikipedia, Jim Jones. For he led a multitude over into Africa and they drank the Kool-Aid. And if you've never heard that expression, it goes back to the day when he left that multitude into darkness, took away their Bibles, and he became their God. And one day, the cyanide was put in the Kool-Aid and he instructed them to drink it. And they drank it and they died. Wow. Today, people are drinking poison. They're listening to the instructions of ungodly men and women. They're following them down a path of darkness because they can prophesy, because they've said a couple of things and those things came to pass. Satan knows you. He can whisper something in a person's ear about you. And it's, it's the truth because he's watched your life from the beginning to this day. And so don't be uh, mystified by someone walking up to you and saying something about you that you didn't tell them. It is not always going to be a word from the Lord. This is why the word of God tells us to discern, to discern the spirits and try the spirit by the spirit to see if this is of God. Don't be so quick to swallow it all and just believe. Use your intellect, but use your spiritual radar to discern and to detect whether or not this is of God. Today, I want you to think about the fact 
that all around us there's death and dying. You hear about young men, young black men being murdered in the streets every single day. And the mother with a young black soul out there has to wonder, is that gonna happen to mine? Will my son be cut down in the streets like that? Or the mother who's who's leaving their children at school and, and wondering, is this evil gonna come into this school where my children are? Well, the word of God tells us that God has given us peace and he's given us the peace of God that passes all understanding. So we're, we're not going to worry about those things. Psalm 91 says that will not come nigh your dwelling place. Read that Psalm for yourself. Apply those principles and those promises to your life and God will preserve his children. He will watch over, protect and preserve his children. Well, you ask, what about this person and that person? They went to church every Sunday and they still got caught up and lost their life. I cannot answer that question for you. You'll have to ask God. He may give you an answer and he may not. But one thing for sure, we will understand it better by and by. If we're going about doing good, the Bible says that Jesus was going about, about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. And you see what happened to him in the earth realm. He was hated, despised, mistreated, uh, lied upon, all the things that happened prior to the crucifixion, rejected. So we're going to experience that. But if it's for the cause of Christ, happy are we. We're lifting up the name of Jesus and letting our light shine. We're not doing evil. We're not stealing and doing that which is ungodly and unholy and unrighteous. So what I'm saying to you today is that whatever you do, you have to prepare for what's coming. We don't know what tomorrow may bring. The only certainty about tomorrow is that Jesus is going to come one day between now and then. And death is going to happen one day between now and then. And the question I want to leave you with today is, are you prepared? If you're not, it's time to get prepared. Set your house in order. Get your heart right with God. Don't delay. Don't linger. Don't put it off. Reach every soul you can with the gospel of Jesus Christ that your loved ones do not die without Christ in their heart. And just like you prepare with your insurance policy so you can bury your dead loved ones, or when you leave this life, your loved ones are left with that burden because you've prepared through insurance policies. You have to prepare spiritually by making a covenant with God to live for Him and serve Him and giving your heart and your life to Jesus. 
and being saved. So again I say, the ubiquitous presence of death needs to cause everyone around us to wonder, will I be ready when Jesus comes? When you see that casket of that young child or that young adult teenager laying before you, it should ask it, it should beg you to ask the question, what will I do when my time comes? I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. Well, I'm going to leave that with you today. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John the Baptist went out preaching repentance. That's the message that I'm preaching to you today. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Get your heart right with God. Get your soul right with God. Stop playing around. It's too late for that. Be serious about your relationship with Jesus. Start reading your Bible and praying more. Learn to fast and pray. Become a witness for the Lord. Don't watch people in your neighborhood, in your space dying, and you have never opened up your mouth to tell them about Jesus. I beg you, I plead with you, The Holy Ghost is pleading with you to open up your mouth and tell somebody that Jesus saves. This could be your last time. I don't know. This could be your last time. I don't know. This is Michelle praying that you hear, you listen, and you do something about what you've heard. In Jesus' name, God bless.